CWG, thetruth.com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome, and we are right in the midst of a celebratory moment, ladies and gentlemen. The political landscape has received an ominous and I almost said perilous, but we've been waiting with bated breath for the announcement <laughs> of the news that we just got. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a vice presidential pick on the Democratic side. Welcome to Psychotic Bump School. We have an amazing panel here to talk all about it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have returning for the first time in a long time, the incomparable Aaron Wiley Sands. We have the amazing Dina Becker. We have the incomparable Lori Peacock and the amazing inimitable good brother, Mr. Jeffrey Keller. Aaron, Dina, Lori, Jeff, how in the world are y'all doing? We're breathing. <laughs> so that's a start. We're good. Yeah, yes, so alive. long as we're doing that, we got a shot. Absolutely. Well, Jeffrey Keller, um, real quick, man, you remember that moment when Barack Obama was announced as the uh, 44th president? You remember that moment? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know about you. I screamed. Um, I was like, dang, he actually won. He freaking won. And I'm just wondering, wow. Jeff, I, I, I'm going to have you and me lay back for a second because I, I, I want to put these sisters on front and center, man, because I don't know if you were on the show, uh, Jeff. Lori might have been there too, but sisters have been having a moment for a little minute. And from winning uh, the clean sweep of all those pageants and Miss America, Miss Universe, Miss uh, America, Miss USA, I found out that those are two different things. Sisters are having a moment, but we just got another moment right now. So I'm gonna turn it over to the sisters for a minute, Jeffrey Keller. Let's start with Dina Becker. Dina Becker, what are your thoughts on the announcement of this pick of Kamala Harris being Joe Biden's running mate for the presidency of the United States. Why did I know you were gonna start with me? I had to, <laughs> I had to. Well, I might surprise you, okay? Because as all, all of you know, um, you know who my picks were. Okay. I was a Bernie girl. Okay. I'm uh, one of the inhabitants of the island of misfit black girls, hmm. proudly. Come on. And my uh, VP choice was Karen Bass. But oh. I will say this. Okay. Regardless of how any of us feel mm. about Kamala or about Biden, this is a historic pick. Mm -hmm. And yes. I am happy to be alive to see it. Mm. And one thing I will make note of is in spite of both of their records, we have to also look at the bigger picture. Hmm. And in terms of the big picture, if you look at Kamala's voting record, she's one of the most progressive candidates out there. 
stop barking at me. I'm sorry. My dog just came in a room and he's begging for treats, bossing me around. <laughs> he's begging for treats and barking at you because his jaw yes. is probably on the floor like mine is listening to you right now. You he is growling at me. <laughs> he's oh, so well, I'm not going to growl at you. I want you to continue before I turn it over to Aaron. And, uh, um, uh, please continue. Her, her record, her voting record is actually very progressive and it's uh, probably more progressive than a lot of the candidates than people expect. Okay. And All right. Well, can, can, I want to come back to you on that. I, I'm, I'm actually shocked that you let off with that, but thank you for opening the discussion. Lori, I'm coming to you in just a second. Aaron Wiley-Sands, uh, I don't know if you officially went down to the, uh, the Hall of Records to uh, uh, do an official name change, but uh, you, <laughs> you are now officially uh, known as, what would what, you say? The, the, the Miss Always Right, Aaron Wiley-Sands. Oh, all uh, right. <laughs> well, you know, I was teasing you. I, um, I'm overjoyed. Come on. I'm overjoyed, like Dina. I'm overjoyed. And I, um, this is definitely, definitely a historical moment. They'll just, I mean, I, we, I love Karen Bass too. And I, and I actually respected all of the women that kind of were on the final list of his list. Susan Rice, um, mm. Karen Bass, Kamala, um, just, all I felt is proud because each one of those uh, African-American women are just, you know, they have, they're formidable with an outstanding, um, they're astute, they're great leaders. And mm -hmm. so I think, um, and then I felt like Joe owed it to us. He has a candidacy mm -hmm. because of the African-American community. Black women are the backbone of the Democratic Party. It's about time that we had a seat at the table. So I feel uh, elated. I'm also from the Bay Area. So there's a special kind of, you know, thing with Kamala <laughs> being on the ticket. But um, I'm ready to go out and um, stomp for them, stomp mm. for this Biden-Harris ticket and get sort of uh, common sense back into the White House. I oh. mean, I, I like Biden. He's not, he wasn't even my primary pick. I voted for Elizabeth Warren. Mm. But um, I'm, it's time for us, to, you know, to coalesce around this choice. Uh, and get Trump out of there because he can, I mean, he's detrimental to the country. He's detrimental to our health. And it's, it's time for us to coalesce around this, this ticket and, you know, let him cross over. But I'm very, very happy as a black woman to have a black woman on the ticket and to have it be Kamala Harris. I think that she is amazing and I'm excited. Right on. Thank you. Lori Peacock. And then my good brother, Mr. Jeffrey Keller. I completely agree. I want to, I, I like, I kind of want to start singing. Like Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris. I'm like so excited. I, I feel oh, like <laughs> I just, I just, that's my half Jewish side coming out. But I just feel mm. like, wow, like this is so powerful for me as a brown girl to see a brown girl up there on the ticket, mm. um, you know, it is a big deal. And I didn't expect it to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't even wish for it because I didn't think it could happen. But you know, I was like, Gee, I would love her. You know, I, I really would have liked to see her go further um, than she did in the candidacy. And I, I'm in line with a lot of her views, a lot of her politics. Uh, she, she, she stands for a lot of things I, I stand for and believe in. So I think this is really, really, it's good. It's exciting. I hope, I mean, you know, I just, we just have to win. But it's funny because, you know, we're talking about, um, uh, Aaron was talking about the president, how we have to get rid of him. We can't do this anymore. And it's, it's so true. And my friend was like, I can't, what happens if it's another four years of him? I'm like, you know, I always joked about moving to Canada, but Canada won't even take us now. 
So I don't even have that option to go anywhere else. I am stuck here in this pit. So I'm really, really hoping that, um, that he does not win again, that we have enough people who turn out and vote that are reasonable thinking human beings um, and, and can, can support the Biden-Harris ticket. Woo-hoo. Ticket. Woohoo! <laughs> well, I, 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 I got I to gotta keep it 100 on that. That is an amazing start from uh, Dina Becker and uh, Aaron Wiley-Sands and Lori Peacock, Jeffrey Keller. I thought this was going to be a more difficult conversation. Dina set it off. She is excited about Kamala Harris's uh, selection or the, the selection of Kamala Harris. Jeffrey Keller, what are your thoughts, good brother? Where were you when you heard the news and how you feel about it? Oh, man, I, I was at home, man. <laughs> Where else anybody going to be under these circumstances? Hey, I thought you'd be um, all protesting, man. Oh, that's true. <laughs> That's true. I'll be uh, protesting to get these brothers out of jail. That's what I'll be trying to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I just, you know, I know it's going to motivate racists to go out and vote. Because mm-hmm. um, they're not going to want to see a black woman in the White House as a VP. Mm-hmm. I just hope that black people and, and, and Latino people will go out and support this. We know that it gets support in California, but is it going to happen in Florida? Is it going to happen in Michigan? Is it going to happen in Wisconsin? Is it going to happen in Pennsylvania, in places that we need to win? Um, you know, I was hoping about Demi's. I think she would have brought a little bit more, maybe Florida and, and, and a little bit more in the South. But, you know, it's good to be excited about it, but it's all for naught if we don't win. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I would uh, go out on a limb and say that's the uh, the shared consensus of not only the people on this panel, but even uh, nationwide. The concern about a second term from this uh, administration in office right now is so palpable that we now, now that we have this out of the way, and by the way, uh, better late than never, Biden should have announced this a while ago. I know they wanted to push it out as close to convention as possible, but look, man, we need to get on with it. We got to win this fight. And just like all of you have been saying, the stakes are still high. And while we are going to be celebrating today and tonight and um, in the immediate short term, we already know we got to roll up our sleeves and get at it and get after it. So, uh, Aaron, I'm going to come to you right now. I, I, uh, what concerns yeah, you? Because I wanted to kind of how did I, I know that? To kind of comment on what you just said. because you know me um Uh i think that it was good there's a lot of things that worked in biden's favor i think because biden was sort of you know people aren't excited about him and we were he he was sort of our the the common sense vote so to speak Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so i think that there was a lot of things that benefited him the fact that we had this pandemic this has been a horrible thing but it's allowed people's focus to shift you know what I mean? And to focus on basically survival and not scrutinize Biden as he would have been scrutinized. He would have had to speak. We would have gone, you know, kind of down that road, like with his stutter and all the other things. And so we know that, you know, they're going to vet Kamala in, in terms of, the, you know, the Trump team is going to attack her in the media. So now this gives them less time to do that. And there was time where, I mean, people okay. really got to see how perilous this pandemic is and it hurt Trump. And so the focus was really on his ineptitude. And I think it was better to wait and this is going to weigh in his favor. And so I, so what was your question? I just wanted to comment on that part. No, I- I, Oh, and then I also wanted to say that I think that people will come out 
I, I don't Absolutely. know that much about the Southeast Asian community, about um, the Indian community, but mm -hmm. I think that they're going to come out to support her as well. She's going to have, she's going to have the divine nine. That's that's coming. Then black women, you know, we're all going to, this... you know, galvanize and vote for her. And then you have, uh, you know, the Indian community, maybe even, I don't know if it, because her father's Jamaican, correct? Correct. And so you might have like the West Indian Jamaican. I mean, she kind of mm -hmm. checks a lot of boxes of Absolutely. representation that I believe will benefit him. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Erin uh, Wiley Sands is not wrong. Uh, she is of Jamaican descendancy as well as Indian descendancy. So in many ways, the, the, the gravity of how historic this pick is, is uh, monumental. She's not only a woman, but she's Indian woman. She's African-American woman. So that's Asia and Africa coming together right there. And she's a woman and uh, she's from California. So uh, to Jeffrey Keller's point, Val Demings would have been a more, or represented a companion, right. you know, of her own given right. that in Florida. For Florida. Mm -hmm. For Florida. So the, you know, he's not wrong there. But my question was gonna be, and you're, you're not wrong about him pushing this out because you're right. We did then were forced to focus on the ineptitude and the incompetence of this administration during their response to this pandemic. So I can take your point on that. My only concern was that they're gonna trash whoever the nominee pick is anyway. So let's get on with it. Absolutely. But I, I can't ignore your point. It's absolutely on point. What I was gonna ask all of you, and then I'm gonna have Dina respond after this, what could possibly hamstring this process? Because we talk about voter enthusiasm. I've talked, I've spoken about it a lot on this show and the fact that all the other side has to say is fake news, hoax, uh, Hillary Gate emails, you know, that kind of thing. And they're excited to go out and vote for this guy again. So what are some things that we need to do in order to increase the voter enthusiasm? This pick will not hurt. Uh, what else comes to mind as to what we can do to get voters ready for the moment that we're about to face in November? Aaron Wiley Sands and then Dina Becker. I would say um, we need to shore up to make sure that everyone can vote. Right now he's attacking the post office which is so ridiculous, but he's attacking the voting process because he loves to suppress the vote because Republicans cheat because that's the only way they can win. Only so he, we, we need to make sure that everybody has access and everybody can vote by mail. And this new um, postmaster general that he you know, put in place doesn't um, harm the voting process. I think Democrats need to make that their life's work right now. Okay. To vote, focus on us being able to vote because I think when the people vote, because Hillary won the popular vote, I think yep. enough people are are unfortunately have lost loved ones, lost income, that they're kind of mad at Trump. And so mm -hmm. I think that a lot of the suburban white women are turning away. They're tired of the pettiness. They're tired of the racism. They're tired of their kids not being able to go to school. And everyone knows that this pandemic is this way because of his inept response the fact that he said it was a hope that he waited 30 days you know before even or i think even six weeks before he even he still doesn't have a, a national plan in place and then he politicized math and then he didn't let ppe go out to governors whose states he didn't like i mean it's just been ridiculous and right. so i believe that people are pissed off they want to live like literally i want to survive and they're going to vote him out but we have to have access and so I think that that's what the Democrats need to do, make sure that the voting process is in place so we can all vote um, by mail, 
and um, get this man out of office. Absolutely. Now, Dina, you can take that one too, but can you also compare and contrast this with 2016? Uh, the Bernie crowd in 2016 were treated in such a way that they weren't excited to go out and vote uh, to the level that I suspect will occur this time. Uh, what are your thoughts on what Aaron said and the prospect of the uh, uh, 2016 repeat? Well, in terms of the 2016 repeat, I think even though I think that Kamala will um, get some people excited, I know for a fact that um, Karen Bass would have gotten even more people excited simply because, I mean, the Bernie Sanders de delegation uh, issued a letter, yeah. you know, stating the three top candidates that we had and that we would get 100% behind and all three of those candidates were ignored. So that's sending a very clear message to a lot of progressives. Mm -hmm. And I think at this point, there's only one way to really get them on board. And that's also considering where we are right now with this pandemic, because right now a majority of, of Americans want to get behind Medicare for all. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the one issue that would be a uniting factor. And okay. it, it's, a, it's a big opportunity to basically take this country in a direction it hasn't really gone in since FDR and the New Deal. There, and yeah. that's going to speak volumes. Now, there was one thing that uh, was said earlier about, you know, whether or not Trump would be able to, you know, drag Kamala. And I think Kamala was a very strategic choice mm -hmm. considering where we are right now with Trump. Reason being because I already know what Trump is going to bring up is riots, looting, and of course that's going to be uh, pointed, the finger will be pointed at Black Lives Matter. All lies, so, but okay. Yeah. But what Biden is going to do is he's going to bring out every single picture of Kamala with all the police officers, because there's a whole bunch of pictures out there of her with cops. Mm -hmm. And that's going to turn a lot of people off. But the people that it would turn off the most are the same people that are going to vote for her just because she's a black woman. Let's be real. Okay, let's be real. Now, I, uh, you know, Jeff and Lori, I'm coming to you in just a second. Karen Bass, I love Karen Bass. She wouldn't have generated the enthusiasm, I think, that Kamala would, given her national notoriety. Um, Karen Bass is... Uh, outstanding and she you know will will do the dirty work and roll up her sleeves and she's a negotiator that will appeal to both sides of the aisle way and she's known for that and she gets a lot of respect on both sides given mm -hmm. the charisma that Kamala Harris possesses it would have been a tough sell to, to convince the majority of black voters that she was going to be a better pick than Kamala I think I'll give you. I don't think response. so, mainly because we also have to look at look at what happened in the primary. The what voters happened? showed you in the primary that Kamala was not that pick. If we had her, gotten her record as an right attorney now, general, got out to the rest of the the United States. They needed to look at her record. Her record right. was um, overstated, and people who were talking about that didn't actually research her record. I'm not talking about you, Dina. But people who criticize and attacked her record as a, the attorney general, uh, I challenged them on how in-depth they went into her actual record and yeah. accomplishments during that time. Jeffrey Keller, um, you first and then Lori Peacock. 
uh, the things we need to do to win uh, and things that could possibly hamstring us along the way. Jeffrey Keller, what are your thoughts on that? And then I'm going to Lori Peacock. Um, first, we got to think outside California. Mm -hmm. We have to think nationally and what do they want to hear? You know, because Trump is great at flipping the responsibility on other people. Yep. It's governor's fault. It's Pelosi's fault. It's well, Schumer's fault. Do you think he's good at that? And uh, oh, well, people are buying it. Is people it are buying this it. Time? I'm sorry for cutting. Do you think it's oh? Do you think it's working this time in 2020? The numbers have been moving up, so, so something's working. All right, go ahead. The gap's closing. Something's working. I mean, we we again. That's what I'm talking about, Ron. We can't think California. Oh, I'm not. I'm thinking outside. We got to think. You think they buying that in, in Georgia? You think they buying that in Florida? You they're think buying, they buying yeah. that? Michigan and in Iowa. Well, Michigan and Wisconsin is where the race is going to be decided, right? So, how well is the needle moving in his direction in the swing states? Yeah, I, what what I've been seeing, and you know, again, I don't trust any polls because that's right. They had. Trump getting whooped last, you know, election, it didn't happen. And so I'm not trusting any polls. And that's how we got to be as, as Democrats or independent. We can't trust any polls. We got to go out there and fight like we losing. I agree with that. Do you agree, Lori, I'm coming to you in just a second. Anybody can chime in once I, once I get to Lori. Would, there's also a contingency, Jeff, that's, that suggests the polls were not wrong last time in terms of he was within the margin of uh, error that he could actually emerge out of that race and given all the help that he had going down the stretch. Who, who on this call, okay, Lori, and then I'm coming to you, who on this call was surprised that Trump won in 2016? Who amongst us was surprised? I was, Thank you. I was devastated. <laughs> devastated, yes, surprised, no. Okay. Crushed, okay. crushed, but crushed. not surprised. Yeah. As, soon as, he, as soon as his name was on the ballot, I knew there was a chance he could win. And that's why I worked so hard to fight against it. And that's what I'm gonna do this time around too, but even more so, which is I'm going to, to donate to the, the party more, more money financially. I'm going to donate more time yeah. and get involved earlier with the phone banking and maybe even go out to some states and knock on doors um, to get, and to really encourage early voting. You know, I don't, I don't even know if there's gonna be early voting. I don't even know what's going on with the post office, but. And, and this administration, but you know, last, last time around, it was really to encourage, we, we were calling other states and we were trying to get people to turn in their ballots you know, before and not necessarily wait for the polling day. Um, so if we can encourage people to do that and you know, just, just vote, you know, just vote. As if vote. you've never voted before, if it's your first election, your whatever, just people just need to vote and um, and we have to we have to hope and pray that that enough people enough good people do show up and vote we have an uphill climb ahead of us ladies and gentlemen and we all know that the stakes are very very real and we don't want to experience any flashbacks from 2016 because that was indeed a, a devastating disappointment however i'll say it again jeffrey keller <laughs> we gonna win bro <laughs> we gonna win. <laughs> we gonna win we gonna win but we're gonna fight though, and we're gonna fight and fight and fight. Here's what I'm talking about. And I, I've already kind of alluded to it, so this ain't gonna be nothing new to some of y'all that are on this panel right here. I'm saying that with the amount of time that was 
focused on his response to this pandemic, as Aaron said, we have 165,000 people, unfortunately, dead. Sadly, one of those people was somebody that I know who was, um, who was caught it early out there in Detroit, Michigan, and uh, we lost him, sadly. May he rest in peace. And that story that I just shared can be multiplied, sadly, by thousands across this nation. Uh, the, the response to this has been um, cataclysmically bad, okay? 40 million people are out of work. Just last week alone, a million plus jobless claims have come across uh, people's desks and people are out of work, they're tired. We have unprecedented levels of protests and people marching and stepping out and speaking out finally on behalf of black people and against police brutality and the disproportionality, if that's a word, that exists in the treatment of African-Americans in this country and the racial and social justice reckoning that is having a rapturous moment across this country and planet right now, really, I think has created a seismic shift in perspective. I'm not worried about those unpolled, uh, uncountable people that are on uh, his side, on 45 side, that I haven't been polled. I'm not a Democrat or Republican or an independent. I'm just a black man in this country trying to do the right thing. Ain't nobody polling me. So I suspect nobody on this panel has been polled either. And I suspect a whole lot of your friends haven't been polled either. So I'm going to wager a bet that this time, Lori Peacock, I'm coming to you first, in fact, with this, Lori Peacock. My wager is that this time, this time, there are more people on the side of doing what's right and what makes the most sense. And they far outnumber the people that want to support and continue and see another four years of this monstrous, chaotic administration. I don't believe that they will outnumber the voters on the other side. I think this is going to be a blowout if we do all those things we talked about before the break that we're going to reemphasize again right now. They don't have a chance if we do our work, ignore the polls like Jeffrey Keller said, and just run through the freaking tape. Lori Peacock, what are your thoughts? And then I'm coming to Aaron Wiley Sands. Yes, Rome, I absolutely agree with you. And I, I'm going to focus on the positive like you. I'm not going to have that little negative voice in the back of my head saying, well, but last time, you know, you never know. Screw it. We're going to win. We're going to dominate. We're going to end this. And we're going to do it because it's what needs to be done. It's the right thing to do. It's, you want to be on the right side of history or the wrong side of history. And frankly, you know, if you, don't, if you vote any other way, if you don't vote or if you don't vote against Trump, you are on the wrong side of history in, in this space. And things have been more tense, more stressful these last, this last four years, but especially even just in the last six months, eight months with the pandemic and everything, people are losing their freaking minds and going crazy. Mm -hmm. I have encountered more racism directed at me personally in the last six mm -hmm. months than I have my entire human existence. If you and, don't mind, do you mind sharing a little bit about that? If it's not too personal, if not, we can keep it. Oh, um, no, I don't mind. Um, I just, you know, don't want to, didn't want to go too deep into it, but right. I, you know, it's all on those forums and Facebook and everything. And I'm on this totally innocuous baseball fan page. Right. And I just posted because I was so impressed with the NBA and how they handled the black lives matter movement. And I'm a big baseball fan. And I felt like major league baseball didn't really do that much around it as much as I would have liked. So I thought, you know, maybe major league baseball could take a cue from, from the NBA on black lives matter. Mm. And Oh my goodness. The comments, that, the, that was my post. 
it was, was it was that was the tweet right there. That was what I said. I said, and I used the the letters. I was like, MLB can take a cue from NBA on BLM, and I put the posted an article. Oh my goodness! If you don't like it, go effing back to you. Go get the f out of here and f this and f that. And people were screaming and yelling and spewing hate at me, cussing at me. Grown men were cussing at me mm-hmm. and telling me to go away. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! Like, wait a minute. I I expected some people to maybe not agree with me, but I did not expect the the true vicious hate mm-hmm. that was directed at me because of wow. something that I think is, is, is not, is a good thing. You know, how can you, how can you like, be, be mad about yeah. saying, you know, please stop killing black people, uh, death by firing squad. Like, how can that make you so mad? You know why? Because the president calls us terrorists because the president says oh. we're, we're horrible, awful people and they believe him. It's a war going on outside, that's what I got. I'm on the front line, no front, no cap, no front size. Sunshine, cinnamon skin, people blend in together and ride side by side. Organize, we bust guns at the same time. Harmonize, form a line, pick a lead, take a leap, lead with love, please. You sound like Dr. King, people tired of taking beatings from beasts covered in sheets. I love niggas, but we too forgiving for how they treating us. Reparation, bit, we trying to get even. Just run the paper, maybe then we can start the conversation. Coming ground, prison compounds full of my fucking people. How you still sleeping? Have you had your coffee this evening, Karen? Cause you seem a little off. All the black girls missing and ending up inside the coffins. But you mad when they hashtag Black Lives Matters on front your sidewalk. Diabolical thoughts, diatribe from dialogues. Damaging images of men and women who died off fighting for civil rights. A simple necessity given when you're giving life. But we've been tripping. Right. You should have been downtown. 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 The people are rising. We thought it was a lockdown. Jeffrey Keller, I've been tripping off of your conversations too. Uh, can you chime in a little bit right there too? Because Aaron Wiley Sands, I'm coming to you in just a second, but Jeffrey Keller has had some very public discussions himself and he's had to, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey threw down the gauntlet with some of his friends. Uh, what are your thoughts on what Lori just said, Jeff? Yeah, no, and that, and that's why I'm saying what I'm saying is we got to think outside California because mm-hmm. I posted a thing about Trump and how he's, uh, you know, flames, you know, the fires of hate. And if you agree with him or you or you vote for him, you agree with him. If that's the truth, you're a racist and you need to unfriend me. Mm. And I had like, I didn't say like leave any message why you support him. <laughs> I just said, you want to keep your feelings, Jeff? <laughs> Man, I had so many people trying to prove they're not racist and why they're going to vote for them. And I'm like, no, you racist. Mm. And, and they were fired up. But, yep. but one thing that we have to do if, if we're going to win, mm. and the Democratic Party needs to do, is to make sure everyone that's supposed to be is on the voting registers and make sure everybody has the opportunity to vote. And don't let it be like Bush, too, when he won the first time in Florida, mm. where the AG took off, you know, uh, a felons off the voting register, but did a general search, not a specific search. And so it took off everybody named John Williams or everybody named DJ Rome instead of a specific person. So not everybody got to vote. Mm-hmm. And so they have to be ready for those shenanigans mm-hmm. and be prepared for these things that, that Republicans are gonna pull. And that's what I'm talking about. 
we need to be out there thinking we're behind because right. these are the things that are going to happen with the post office. I, I talked to my postman the other day. He said he has to do overtime work first and then deliver his mail. He said there's people that have not got their mail in five, in five six days because of that. Yeah, that struggle is real. They are going to try their shenanigans. So I want to come back to you in a, in a little bit. Uh, specifically about Florida, because I know LeBron James and several NBA athletes have come together to offer to pay off those debts or those felons that DeSantis, he's supposed to have restored their voting rights, just like they did in Iowa recently. And they're playing their games, just like you're talking about, Jeff. And I want to mention a little bit more about that. Uh, Aaron, before I come to you and Dina, I definitely want to get you to chime in in a second, because I, I've heard you share on this show about your, you know, people that you know, uh, maybe as intimate as in your family without being specific. And I know they have uh, disparate views on the electoral uh, season in general. But Lori, I did cut you off. Do you Did you want to pick up right there before I go back to uh, Aaron's fans? <laughs> yeah, like abruptly, like, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, no, but my point before I was so rudely interrupted right? was, um, <laughs> was it the, the level of negativity i'm not even gonna go with hatred raises just the negativity that that comes down from the top from the white house all of that rhetoric all of that double speak all of the the propaganda to 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 make people believe things and they believe it they believe it so we need to put a stop to it we need to put an end to it and um you know, we i'm thinking too there's a lot of communities that can really be excited about this ticket and can go out um you know Kamala's history with, and I can't pronounce her name right out. You guys are saying it so perfectly. I'm like, Kamala, Kamala, I can't even say it right, but you guys all have it. Kamala, Kamala, yeah. Kamala. Kamala. No, um, when you, you know. said Kamala, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off again. <laughs> Did anybody see Kamala trending over the weekend, but it was James Harris, the wrestler? Did anybody else see that? <laughs> they thought that Kamala Harris had passed away, but it was the wrestler, Kamala. Oh yeah. no, but, but okay. so my last point, and then I'm done. Yeah. Was um, you know, she she's she's always been a big advocate for the LGBTQ community. That's okay. a big community of voters, and you know we 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 can't forget about them either. And we need to make sure that they're fired up and excited and ready for this ticket. Right on, good points, Dean. I'm coming to you in just a second. Aaron Wiley Sands, your thoughts? Um. I'm just going to uh, piggyback on what I said and what everybody else has been saying. The biggest thing that I think Democrats need to worry about is to make sure that everybody has an easy and fair time casting our, our ballot. Because a lot of states are going to do voting by mail. He's already attacking the post office. We need to make sure that that's open so our vote is being counted. I agree um, that we can't just look at California. We can't put... We can't think, in fact, we need to think that we're going to lose, so we keep fighting hard until the very, very end. And I do think what is in our favor, which is still a horrible thing, that people are going to vote their pockets. And the fact that he's, we're, we haven't even seen really where this thing is going to go financially in terms of the pandemic. Right now, they're still grappling back and forth about a stimulus package. The, what they're doing with unemployment is already less than what the Democrats were offering with his executive order. So people are going, even in my own neighborhood, I'm starting to see for rent signs, which means people are losing their places. I'm seeing businesses closed up. People, that's going to affect people. And a lot of people who maybe not, won't even like Biden or Kamala are just going to vote to get rid of the guy who's causing them great calamity health-wise and financially. So we have that on our side, but 
racism rules the day. I mean, this is America at the end of the day. And um, he won for a reason. So we can't pretend that that's not a thing. And we have to, and then like with the protests, a lot of them have, you know, there's been looting and stuff like that. So Trump is going to use that to make even protests or people standing up for their rights look bad. And so we have to compete against that. So I agree with whoever said that. Um, I just think that we need to shore up and make sure that we can all get to mail-in vote or get to, I, I don't know, are there any states that are going to actually have in-person voting? I don't think yeah. so. They'll probably do the drive-by voting or something like that, but well, it just needs to be accessible and safe for everyone who needs to get their vote because that's where they really try to um, suppress the vo vote and thwart our voice. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So we need to make sure that everybody has access to vote. I'm going to uh, make an announcement. Thank you for making that point. Vote.org. I went and checked mine the other day. Vote.org. Check and make sure that you're registered, even if you voted in the 2018 midterm. Uh, as we speak, there are elections happening across the country right now, as I'm about to turn to Dina Becker. But make sure you check vote.org. It actually gives you uh, times when early voting will start in your location. Early voting precincts yes. will open across the country according to different schedules and different rates of accessibility to voting in person. Those options will be available, but due to everything that we're saying right now and the presence of coronavirus, I'm strongly urging, as I'm sure all of you are, that we vote early and we vote in large numbers and take a lot of family members with us. Vote.org. Or vote by mail. Place to start. Absentee voting. Yeah, request, and yeah, and that's, that also begins with vote. That's the safest voting. to me. Yes. So get request your ballot because some people get an application first before they get the actual ballot and so dina becker knows a whole lot more about this way more than i do so dina let me just go ahead and turn it over to you uh, your thoughts on what you've been hearing up to this point and uh take the floor please uh, okay yeah please, all right. right i'm just gonna i'm just gonna backtrack to 2016 for a minute because yeah. i actually predicted that trump would win Absolutely. as soon as he announced yeah. i called it as a matter of fact I've been recently posting my old um, premonitions on Facebook, like from 2015, 2016, even including the stances that Trump would have to take. Like I predicted that he would have to adopt some very uh, socialistic um, policies because we were going to end up having a lot of problems. And here comes COVID and he starts handing out money. Exactly mm -hmm. what I said would happen. Mm -hmm. But um, I will say, it racism is going to play a huge part, even more so than it did in 2016. In what way? And the reason why I'm saying that is because that, that segment of our society has been invigorated. Mm -hmm. They've been empowered with this man that's in the White House. Yes. And the Democrats are in a position right now where they're really gonna to have to come up with some real policies. Mm -hmm. Because right now it's not, I don't even think it's gonna be a personality contest. Okay. It's gonna, for people who are on the fence and who are in a position where it's gonna to have to be racism versus the economics of self-preservation, mm -hmm. they're gonna to have to have something tangible to vote for. Mm -hmm. So, that's another reason why we need to keep pushing for health care. Yes. Uh, October is right around the corner. Absolutely. That's the kickoff of flu season. 
and COVID is going to come in and kick serious ass. Yeah. Serious ass. We haven't seen anything yet. Mm. Nothing. We haven't seen it yet. That's this good. is what we've been experiencing now is nothing compared mm. to what's going to happen this winter. Mm. And we have to be ready for it, which we're probably not going to be because of who we have in the White House. But we have to be ready with a plan. Yes. And that push for health care, that's what's going to get people to decide, okay, do I want to continue being a racist or do I want to make sure Meemaw is still alive next year? Because mm. that's what it's going to come down to for a lot of, a lot of folks. Did you say Meemaw? What, yeah, I said Meemaw because I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking to a specific demographic there. They know who they are. That's like white, white people in Georgia? <laughs> I watch I watch 90 Day Fiance. Wow. I know what's up. Exactly. We know who we know who Meemaw is. Okay. Meemaw. Right yeah. We're also gonna have to make that push for racial and social justice. Because at some point we're gonna have to make these races that feel empowered right now understand that what they're feeling is just that. It's just a feeling. Because hmm. they really have not been empowered at all. Okay. Their wallets have gotten smaller. That's right. Yes. They're losing family members because it's affecting them as well. Absolutely. It's affecting their jobs. And at some point, they're going to have to look at that. Now, in terms of uh, vote by mail, mm -hmm. this is the gem I'm going to leave everybody with. Take your ballots to the wealthiest neighborhood that's close to you. Now that's or maybe not even close to you. To the wealthiest neighborhood Take it to the post office, drop it in the box yourself. Mm. And if it's a white neighborhood that's wealthy, even better. What makes that a better option? Because white people will be up in arms if, if ballots start becoming missing from their post office. Mm. Now, let's speak to that before we, uh, we're, we're getting close to the, uh, the limit here, but to your point, Dina, before I turn back to everyone else, they're talking about uh, the very thing that Jeffrey Keller was talking about too, how they're taking people off the voting rosters. Now, let's say someone does take their ballot to drop it off in person, and I actually think that's a great idea. Now, are, how well versed are you personally? Maybe you can help me. Uh, mm -hmm. How would they go through that process of making sure that that ballot is in you know being dropped off at the right place when they look yeah. at the code is that legal to do is that acceptable this is this is what i do i actually do this now i um i get a vote by mail ballot i fill it out i take it and drop it off at a polling station okay. i'm not going to do that this time i will probably go to the post office but it's what you do after you send mm -hmm. that ballot off that's even more important that a lot of people don't even know about because yeah. you can actually call or email your registrar's office and check to see that your ballot was counted. There you go. And they will tell you if it was rejected for one reason or another, because I'm sure that's going to come into play, or they're just going to reject ballots outright. But if your ballot is rejected and you're on top of it and you contact the registrar's office, you have an opportunity to fix whatever it is they say is the issue and why they're rejecting it. If they only will let us know. You can actually do that online now. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good because they <laughs> they need to let people know quickly. And that, that's the peril with this uh, posting system right now. If they're going mm -hmm. to actually 
uh, people are going to have to sidetrack that and go online, like you just said. But this is KCWGTheTruth.com's program. It's called Psychotic Bum School. I'm DJ Rome. That was the amazing California delegate, Dina Becker. We also have the multi-hyphenate, the incomparable Aaron Wiley-Sands. We have the amazing, talented uh, former actress, current educator, amazing mom all around, the incomparable Lori Peacock, and the inimitable good brother, co-host of Poultry Hour Power, the good brother Jeffrey Keller in the house. Okay, y'all. Well, um, I think we can land right there because y'all have all laid out some really great ideas about what we need to do so that we don't become complacent, not get too caught up in the polls because this is not a poll position race. This is all going to be about turnout. Does anybody disagree with that? This is a turnout election. We cannot sit on our laurels and hope that the 2018 wave will repeat itself. We have to get out and vote. I suspect that people are going to be very, very energized, especially the sisters, Jeffrey Keller. I suspect the sisters are going to get out there and get after it, like y'all always you do. You get the brothers energized. Come on. That's what I'm worried about, Jeff. I mean, yes. uh, we're going to land the plane, but Jeff, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned. I'm not that concerned because there's this guy named Vernon Jones in, uh, what is it, Virginia? He calls himself a Democrat. <laughs> he calls himself a Democrat. He ain't no Democrat. He's supporting Trump. And there's a whole lot of black men. Well, I'm not even going to say that. There's a few black men like him that are even on, you know, just a, a separate strain, the, the Kanye West trail, the, the woke ones, the ones that are more woke than now, the contrarians that got something to say about every doggone thing that aren't a part of the democratic plantation, whatever that means. And they think for themselves, they got their own mind. They're not going to just be sheep that follow the democratic game plan playbook, whatever those people talk about. But most of those people that are susceptible to that are black men, Jeffrey Keller. Yeah, I, I can't disagree, man. I got friends that tell me, you know, Biden created the crime bill and, and Kamala is the one who executed it. Um, so uh. they, they still upset about black men being in jail. She she going for the, uh, you know, um, the most time she could get for them, you know. Mm, they need to check got people upset still about her putting parents you know, in, in jail for too. truancy and, you know, there's, there's just things that, that the people in California are upset about. I know. Um, for me, for me personally, the strike, the fight's going to be and Democrats and, and Kamala and them got to be ready for it. Mm -hmm. Trump's going to say, look, it, I've done all this for black people and look at them out there rioting and don't give a damn. Because one thing that poor white people only care about is, am I doing better than black people? And there's a great book on that called White Trash that, that talks about class in America. Oh, yeah, I and did see you. I saw you hold that book up a few days ago. It's a, it's a great book. It talks about why Trump won and what base he, he catered to. And so, you know, when we see riots and that someone mentioned earlier, it, and he starts talking about he's the, uh, you know, the, the safe, the police, the safe guy. He's going to make sure that nothing happens to y'all. Mm -hmm. You know, white people listen to that. But you know what I love about that, what you just said, Jeff, is that we have evidence that is in direct contrast to that with yeah, the wall of moms in Portland. Exactly. With the, the wall of moms. Most of those moms were white the, the, that I saw. But that's progressive. You see what I'm saying? That's the West Coast. Yeah. We, yeah. The, 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 we're going to win that. We're going to win. I'm that. talking about the people again in Michigan, the people in Illinois, Ohio, Florida. What are they thinking? They That's are the people we got to worry about. I agree with you. 
and he's bleeding support with them too. If you go to republicanvotersagainsttrump.org, they are speaking out. See, what the, the beautiful thing is, and I'm sorry, I am gonna land the plane, y'all, but the beautiful <laughs> thing about that, this, look, he's going to lose, okay? <laughs> 45 is I, going to I lose. I hope so. We go, do, I mean, I'm, not I'm, what I'm, I'm predicting, but I hope so. Well, he's going down. Dina Becker, you said you've been predicting these things. It's like, you got to be with me on this, right? He is going down. Do you not agree with that? I agree. That's what I would okay. like to happen. No, 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 no. <laughs> absolute. I want absolute certainty. Do you have absolute certainty that Biden Harris will win? I do not. You're not there yet, huh? No, I do. I have absolute certainty. Remember that a lot of people okay. didn't like Biden. Wait. Uh, but the thing about it is, if Biden does lose, people are going to blame Kamala. Yep. And that's a fact. And she's yep. not the reason he will No, 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 no. Yeah, there's going to be a lie. People that's not will true. blame her, but yeah, she is will. not the reason why. Absolutely. No. And we, 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 we going to. If Biden it. loses, it's, it's because we have a bunch of racists and idiots in our country. That's what it is. But that's not what she's talking about. She's that's talking about how they're going, who they're going to blame. And I they, know, but they, they will blame Kamala. That's not right. Anybody who has have a brain will realize it's not her fault. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the difference, Ron. The difference between this time in 2016, though, I'll give you one positive nugget. Go ahead. You ready, Ron? One positive nugget? Give me a nugget. In 2016, the media treated Trump as a joke, as a ratings buster, and didn't ask him serious questions and let him slide because they didn't think he could win. Yep. This time... They they're not treating him that they way. They happen. they actually going after him, and I, I I do like that. I see that because I actually told Last Dina on the Poach Child Power that the way the media is treating Trump, mm-hmm. he gonna win. Mm-hmm. What for this one or twenty sixteen? In twenty sixteen, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're not treating him that way this time, and see, so that's what I'm see see. This is different. what I'm saying, Aaron. I heard you in the background say you have absolute certainty, so I'm I'm coming to you, but. That's what I'm saying, Jeffrey Keller and Dina. He's not getting the pass. He's not controlling the narrative like he did last time. They're fact-checking. Did you see what Katie, what's her name, the the reporter who asked him, why are you taking credit for uh, the uh, pre-existing conditions? You know that's a part of the Affordable Care Act, don't you? Of course he knows, but he don't (laughs) care. He's always trying to take credit for stuff he don't do and just throw his name on things. Aaron Wiley-Sands, I heard you gently in the background say that you have absolute certainty. What were you talking about? (laughs) I heard you. I just wanted to support you. I heard you. I just wanted to support you. But how, I, and, how, and I will say it again. I believe that the, because of COVID, I believe COVID-19 will be the reason that was the nail in his coffin. Okay. I believe, though, I agree with everybody else. We have to work until the end because it's not going to be easy. We're not going to skip down the yellow brick road into a victory because of what this country is, because that he got elected in the first place. But I do believe that because so many people have lost loved ones, there's so much uncertainty and confusion that, um, and you don't get answers from him. You get propaganda and BS and people are thirsty for peace. You know, just where we didn't have to hear the tweets and the BS and the constant attacks and the, you know what I mean? I think people want to, we're already dealing with, a pandemic mm-hmm. and, and, and social justice and, and racial unrest, we can't have him too. It, there's got to be a point where we exhale as a country. Absolutely. And I think people want it, yes. you know? And so I think people are going to, and when I say people, I mean white suburban women mm-hmm. who were the ones who kind of put him over the top. 
I -hmm. think they want it. But I I agree um, that, you know, it's not a guarantee and we have to fight and we have to march and we have to make sure, well, not march, but we have to register people to vote and make sure that people, you know, can get to the polls or vote early uh, Mm -hmm. via the mail and, Mm -hmm. um, and keep, and another thing that you said that I'm noticing too, that reporters are not taking, did you see that one interview on Axios? On Axis? It's yeah. Axis, Axis, yeah. Axis, I mean, uh-huh. I, I, that reporter handled him like he, everybody should take a class. Yes. Sit and, he did not let him get away with anything. Uh-huh. And he was very simple. Like Trump would, you know, say all his lies and he would say, but why? But that's not true. Well, why would I believe that? But, I mean, he just but, but look at wouldn't not let him. Look at this. Do what he, he normally does. And I believe if they keep doing that, yes. keep, you know, calling him out on his yes. BS. Yes. And then the numbers keep circulating about COVID every day. The COVID counter gets higher and higher. And people mm-hmm. see that he has no plan. He's not doing anything. And then he's putting people's kids in harm's way. I no. Yeah. I, I just believe that if we keep marching towards this, that we, you know, will win and he will be out of there. He'll be a horrible, horrible nightmare memory. I just had to throw on the audience for you. You are absolutely right. I, that, that's it right there, Jeffrey Keller. I, I love the Axios interview. I like the Chris Wallace interview too, because he picked him apart. That was excellent as well. It was funny. I mean, I- Broke know, him down. Broke him down. I mean, we haven't had very many moments of levity during this administration. And he that's his element. He wants to be on television. He wants attention. but. That unfortunately is not the nuts and bolts of governing and being a person in, you know, in charge of the most powerful nation on the planet. It's about service and he is not about that life. So Aaron, he doesn't even understand civics or the basic rule of I mean, you know, he doesn't understand the constitution, he doesn't, he doesn't understand governance. And doesn't care and he's not a leader. Yeah, and he in no curiosity about doing so. So <laughs> to to your point, thank you, Dina, Jeffrey, Lori, and uh, Dina. Uh, when we all vote. Uh, these are some organizations we can support because we're, we're just about out of time for real right now. Fair Fight Action, uh, that's a, a, a committee put together by Stacey Abrams. Uh, she was narrowly defeated in Georgia against Brian Kemp. If we had her as governor there, they wouldn't be, exa- I do too, they wouldn't be sending kids to school in the midst of a pandemic and sending them home a day later after a hundred people come down with it. It's like, who knew that they could catch coronavirus and then close down the schools after only a million times being given that message by Dr. Fox, <sighs> but, you know, but Trump. I mean, th- 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 this is what we're dealing with, but she has a organization out there called Fair Fight Action. She's working to make sure that they secure the ballot, secure the vote, get people registered and make sure that every single vote is counted. When we all vote, I think I was saying to you earlier, that's LeBron James and several WNBA players. They're all coming together to make sure that people are raising their awareness about the importance of voting and voting early. And like I said early, ladies and gentlemen, they are putting together uh, GoFunding pages or GoFundMes and they are actually putting their own dollars into the race and they're actually wearing it on their jerseys. I don't know if you saw that on the NBA bubble games, Jeff but they're actually, they got those logos on the back of their jerseys now, I think that say vote. And the, the awareness this time compared to 2016 is ridiculous. See, we, we have all this in mind now. We know that Trump can win this time. We're taking it seriously. Remember Lori was saying that she was on the phone with these people who didn't even think he, they, they didn't take them seriously. And so even when that happened, that she still couldn't convince people to go out and stump for Hillary. I mean, 
they understand the stakes this time. This dude has a record to, that he's running on this time, and they know that he represents an existential threat that we cannot, cannot allow to have another four years. Higher Heights is another organization. Um, and on a serious note, this, you know, before I let y'all go, like I said, some of us have lost people to this coronavirus, so this, this struggle is really real. We got to get this guy out. It's no coincidence that uh, Jacinda Alcern, I think her name is, she's the, uh, the woman who runs the country of New Zealand. They did recently report that they had a couple of new outbreaks, but they experienced 100 days straight of no new cases of coronavirus. No, they're not the same size as the United States, but it just goes to show what quality leadership can bring you when you don't have wonky messaging, when you don't have people uh, campaigning against your own message that you're supposed to be following and abiding by when you have experts surrounding you. We don't the NBA bubble. The NBA bubble. They haven't had one. Not a single one. Not, one. Not a single one. So if you do the right thing, you give people the supplies, you do contact tracing, and you test, and you follow the, the basic social distancing guidelines, and you wear a freaking mask. Oh my God, don't give me the cussing on here. And you but Dina says she got breaking news, though. Wait, who does? Who? I have news. Dina says she got news. Dina says she has news. Yes, I, I have something to share with everyone. Dina says okay. she got news. Well, yeah. we got to get that news, and then we're going to let you know. Dina Bricker, uh, what's your breaking news? Uh, well, okay, you are familiar with Dallas Fowler. She's been on the show before. Um, I have teamed up with Dallas Fowler and another delegate by the name of Gina Harris, and she's also a nurse, sister out there doing it in the healthcare system. Okay. And we have uh, bought the rights to demmisfitblackgirls.com, and we will be doing a live commentary of the DNC. What? Through what? social media streaming and through live Zoom calls. And oh, so yeah. we are, we haven't, we're officially launching either at the end of this week or the very beginning of next week. Hmm. Uh, we already have uh, some of our social media already set up. We're on Twitter. We're at Dem Mitzfits. Uh, we, we already have Corey Bush out there liking our tweets. So Corey Bush, tell us who, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Dina Becker. All right, real quick, tell us who Corey Bush is. She just made history herself. Oh, yes, she did. Yes, she did. Corey, let me tell you something. Real quick, we, we almost out of time. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, no, I'm Corey, excited about Corey. Uh, we, we're really excited yeah, about Corey Bush. She was a, um, well, she still is mm -hmm. an advocate for Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. And she was out protesting in the streets. And now she has made her way to Congress. Absolutely. She is our new Congresswoman, uh, representing, I think it's Missouri. Is that it? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. And so, yes, she, I was just, I was thrilled. She liked one of our tweets yesterday oh, and I was like, yes, it's starting to happen. We haven't even really put the word out there to get followers yet, but you know, oh, it's starting wow. to happen. So follow us on the social media. We're at Dem Misfits. That's D-E-M, like as in Democrat or as in, if your country, Dem over there. <laughs> so, Dem. Yes, Dem Misfits or Dem Misfit Black Girls. That's how you can find us. Oh, that's outstanding. Thank you for sharing that with us. It's like, man, you were just going to wait to the very end to drop that little jewel on us, huh? 
Oh, that, that's big news right there. Definitely keep us posted on that. Well, we're out of time. That was the amazing California delegate, Dina Becker. We have the incomparable multi-hyphenate Aaron Wiley-Sands. We have the amazing inimitable Lori Peacock and the good brother, the incomparable co-host of the one of the longest standing radio programs in Southern California, the Poacher Hour Power, formerly with the NFL Atlanta Falcons and my good brother, Mr. Jeffrey Keller. Well, thank you so much, y'all. Uh, take these tips, everybody. Go out and get it done. Run through the tape, and this administration will fall.